Howdy, howdy, and welcome to my bloody Judy with your final forgets, myself, Zachary Patton Garcia. And Ian Carlos Crawford. Yes, guess what? We're doing Scream 4 today. The end of our Scream week. So, that's And we're also wearing matching Scream shirts today. <laughs> we are. We are. We both went on a Scream shirt hunt today, and we, uh, yeah, we managed to match. <laughs> so, I literally, so, the shirt is... Ghost-faced as a tarot card. Yeah. We both... I think I told you today, I was like, my goal is to go to the mall and find a Scream t-shirt. I know I can find one. And you were like, yeah, me too. And we were both, like, shopping at the same time. I went into Spencer's, which sounds like immediately makes me feel like we're in the 90s, saying I went to Spencer's. (laughs) Um, But I went to Spencer's, and I saw the Michael Myers tarot card shirt. I took a picture of it. I saw the Ghost-faced one, but I was like, oh, Zach needs this... Michael Myers one, I need to send it to him. And as I took the picture, Zach texted me with, oh my god, they have like a Scream t-shirt at Spencer I found and I'm going to get. And I was like, I literally just picked up the same one. <laughs> and we're matching. so. Yeah. And normally I'm very against matching, but... But we're going to do it now. We're breaking his cool factor. <laughs> Too, Mr. Too Cool for School is, uh, is doing twin day at school now. <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly, the cowboy and the Hot Topic girl are dressing the same. <laughs> I'm a punk cowboy now. Mm, debatable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Scream 4, what'd you think overall? Um, Overall, I still love it, but I yeah. didn't love it as much as I remembered loving it. Yeah. Um, but also, this is probably, and I feel like you'll probably agree, this is the one I revisited least just because it's the most recent. Yeah. Like, not because it's like, I don't want to watch it, but the others have had plenty of time to be on TV or watch it at Friends House when you're younger. Yeah, for sure. Um, I, so, I think, I don't know. It's, it, it beats the second one, but I still think this one's kind of, like, it didn't, didn't need to be made. I'm glad it was made. I'm glad that it's there. But it doesn't really do anything, you know. It's just nice to revisit these characters. It's a nice moment to revisit these characters. And I'm really glad we got this uh, directorial effort from the late Wes Craven, you know. Just adds to his legacy. Nice so to when see. we watched 3, you felt kind of like, oh, all right, we're watching all these movies. Yeah. And I didn't. But this movie, I felt that way. I was like, yeah. oh, all right, we've watched all, every day we've watched one of these movies. Come on. Let's get into it. Uh, the opening within an opening within an opening. <laughs> it's too much. It's too much. It's, it's too, too much. much. Not but I remember it. thinking that when I saw it. Like, in the theater, I was like, ooh, am I not going to like this movie? Because this opening is too yeah. much. And it's just, you know, the it girls of that time in Hollywood, I guess. And not even really. Yeah, um, not even. Not even. Like, they were like... I don't want to be mean or anything like that, but they were kind of just blips, you know? They each had, like, a CW show or an ABC Family show, and it was just like a blip, blink, and you it's, miss it, and then we don't, I don't really know why hear about you, them anymore. I mean, I guess because Kristen Bell and Anna Paquin probably could only shoot that scene. Yeah. Just especially back then, I feel like they were both very, mm-hmm. like, peak famous. I mean, Kristen Bell still is. She does fucking Frozen, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Um... But I would have, like, they would make more sense as opening kills because they're both, like, good actors. They're both famous. But their scene, their scene is the worst scene, I think, because it's, like, what's going on, right? It it, it sucks. It's not, it's not good at all. But they are, like, the best people in the entire opening. So they should have been given something a little bit better. And, like, when you see them come on on screen, you know, you can get a little excited, a little jolt of energy. And then it's like, 
really? And then it's like, stab, hold on. Which one are we on by, by the end of this? We are on. I think it's stab seven. Stab seven. There have been seven stab movies. Uh, in this universe. So. But they have the conversation that you and I had yeah. about Scream 3 and Stab 3 because it's, I think it's supposed to be that Stab 6 takes place in Stab, or Stab 7 takes place in Stab 6 because that's why it's okay. like they're watching the opening credits of it, remember, and they're having like a oh, really weird just, talk. It's too much, y'all. It's too much. <laughs> it's just too much going on. But you It know also what? feels too jokey. It, it also feels too jokey. It does. And then when we get to the actual scream opening, the actual scream kill. I, I, I didn't dislike the actors. I thought she was really yes. good, actually. Um, yeah. Uh, I don't know if they would have given her a little bit more then maybe we could have like resonated a little bit more with her. But like once she's dead, you don't really think about her. Like when Casey Becker died, and you know, we go back to Casey Becker and every single one of these episodes, but when she we died, we felt the weight of that. Um, as the scenes progressed, you know, people talking about her and her gone from, you know, her seat in class and stuff like that. Like it's there, the weight of her death is there. Um, and especially because it's Drew Barrymore, you know, but like here we kind of have a no name. Um, she's very, very good. But you know, we also don't. Yes, I do think I do think they're good. Yeah, Yeah. we don't. There's not much there for her, so it's a miss for me. I think if I we've talked about our rankings for openings, and I think for me it would be one, two, three, four. So this would be less. I think yeah, one, three, two, four for me. Okay. The mood. The whole movie has like a weird filter over it though, and you pointed it out to me, and I, I hadn't really noticed it before, but it looks like they put some sort of filter to like. Uh, Courtney Cox and David Arquette look a little younger, you know? I'm not uh, saying anything. <laughs> I think that was there, and I'm hoping it's not in Scream 5. But, um, yeah, cause, well, cause, I, I, pointed, I pointed it out because someone made a joke on yeah. Twitter. I saw the retweet, and I was like, that's not true. Because it was like, the filter they use in Scream 4 is the same in RuPaul Drag Race Season 1. That's what I was going to say, yes. It looked yeah. like that, and then Alyssa Edwards had a show on Netflix, too, that also looked like it had that filter and then also oh really yeah you know those filters that make like i don't know shiny bits look like diamonds and they're like glinting and stuff like that i noticed every time uh dewey's dewey was wearing his his uniform his like name badge would like glint like a diamond it's just a little <laughs> awkward but you know what nitpicking we're nitpicking faggots <laughs> yes i mean after this movie i was like there better be a fan cam of Gail Weathers out there somewhere, is what I was so. thinking. I hope so. But, you know, after after this first kill, we've got Sydney back in Woodsboro. She has a book, Out of Darkness, out Tuesday. And we're, we're introduced pretty quickly to all of our characters. And I liked I liked how quickly they, they introduced everybody. So we've got Sydney on this book tour. Um, Sydney's got a cousin, Jill, and all of Jill's friends. Kirby, Charlie, Trevor is her boyfriend. And then, yeah, and Gail and Dewey, of course. So Gail is back in Woodsboro, I guess, after her and Dewey got married. She gave up her dreams of being a dying Sawyer Barbara Walters and went to Woodsboro. And she's written a bunch of books, and she currently has a writer's block and doesn't know what the fuck to write. That scene is very good. I love that scene. It's me. (laughs) (laughs) He Uh, said that while we were watching it. Yeah, but Kirby has a really good first line where she's like, Because it's because of the movie, which she's like, before you in the car, you have to promise not to kill me. And I'm like, oh, that's so good. Like, it's, for me, that's the self, yeah. that's the like meta self referential shit that I love. Cause mm-hmm. it's like, then she's like, oh, but your boyfriend texts me. That's why. Like, yeah. okay, but like a teen girl would say that about the boyfriend texting her, right? Yeah. Like, and, and Kirby is one of the standout 
performances in this movie. We're going to talk a lot about her. But I, I think overall, the characters that they do introduce, you know, Depu- Deputy Judy, um, Adam Brody, like, they're memorable enough. Um, Deputy yeah. Judy, I think, is memorable. And they're, I'm pretty sure they're bringing her back for Scream 5. So... And Deputy yeah. Judy is not played by Heather Graham. Not Zachary. Tra- this isn't... This, <laughs> it is going to be very hard to convince me not. <laughs> <laughs> they do look alike. Apparently... Deputy Judy did not play Casey Becker in Stab One. It, <laughs> I don't don't understand it, but apparently it's two different people. And the other one's name is uh, what? Mari is it Mary? Mari? Mary Shelton? Mary Shelton? I don't know. Not Heather Graham. <laughs> so we get uh, Sydney's at her book tour. We're very quickly we meet Allison Bree, her publicist. Um, she's at the book tour, and then like. Immediately, the police show up because there's a cell phone trace there that called and called the girls that were killed. Yeah, so like immediately after the reunion between our three favorite characters of this series. Well, and we do, you and I did point out we liked that her and Gail did hug. Like they, they did. It was a lot warmer than the past reunions. So, um, Sydney, you know, and Gail hug, and then Sydney says hi to Dewey, and it's all very warm. And then, like, immediately we're thrown into this chaos again everything's yeah. starting back up because sydney's back in town and like he said there's a there's a bloody trunk with evidence in there and in my head the way i remembered that scene was that one of the girl's bodies was in that trunk but it's just the I cell thought phone so too i thought it was something uh kirby makes a really good uh joke as well that she's like or maybe it's other girl but like sydney should for sydney's franchise should be final destination which i thought was a good oh uh, oh 100 that, that was a really that's a spot-on observation I, I was a little bit bummed out, though, that, you know, this is the first time we see our three heroes meeting again, because it, it feels like, I don't know, when you think of the series, you think of them as very, very close. And I said this in the last episode, that I don't think they're as close as we're always meant to believe, but, because wouldn't she go and stay with maybe Gail and Dewey, or go to, like, dinner? Like, they're meeting for the first time at her book event, and that just doesn't well, sound right to me. For me, that could I, I can buy that because of their friendly hello that she's staying with her aunt. That makes sense. That's yeah. like her family member. And maybe she like that book tour was her first. Like I got the impression she just got to Woodsboro when they step mm-hmm. out of that car. So I felt it was like, oh, maybe she would have called them to be like, hey, can we get dinner tomorrow or whatever? Yeah. Um, because of their warm welcome. So we're thrown into the into this cycle. It, the cycle is repeating itself again. And Gail is... You know what? She's She's got a s- s- revitalized spark. <laughs> she's ready to be on the case. And Dewey, like, almost immediately shuts her down and tells her, hey, you're not involved in this case. Because it's not Deputy Dewey anymore. It's Sheriff Dewey now. Sure. So he's got all this power in Woodsboro. And we forget that Gail Weathers was the Gail Weathers, author of the Woodsboro murders. And it's it's sad to see him, like... I don't know, in his mind, I guess, put her in her place as just what? What is she? Just the Woodsboro wife? You know, first wife right, of Woodsboro? Like, it's, that's basically what he's saying to her. But, I mean, later on in the movie, she does, and I love it, when she's like, I helped solve these murders. Exactly. She did I, more than anybody. In, way more than Dewey. <laughs> in these movies is in terms of investigative work. She did solve these fucking murders. Dewey got knocked out at some point in every single movie, stabbed in the every back. Every movie. He's, <laughs> he didn't do as much as Gail did, and still he's, like, putting Gail in the woman's place. 
and it's it's disheartening to see because she's got this fire still like she still has the quips and the one-liners and like she's got all of it still and she's just stuck in woodsboro she outgrew dewey let's be honest she outgrew dewey a long time ago and <laughs> realistically they shouldn't even be buried she should she should be off traveling the world a really weird thing that dates this movie that i think of as so recent is that they all have fucking side <laughs> It's like they looked like um they looked like one like one generation beyond sidekicks. So like you remember what the G ones were, like the Google phones and like all the touch screens at that time had the the keyboards, right? Um because yeah, I they, think they had both, right? Yeah, yeah. So the very first stab that we saw, I noticed they she had a sidekick. And so I think that's supposed to be only a couple years before that. Um so, but like, boy, know. does that do there, you know, it's not, and like, you know, they have cool webcamming technology and we're yeah. highlighting that. And like, <laughs> I don't know now it, it'd be cool to see how they would do that now because you know, we've got Instagram lives and stuff and everybody records everything. So it's going to be and interesting. Like the killer could have like an anonymous. Yeah. It's going to really yeah. be an anonymous troll page on Instagram or Twitter. A <laughs> <laughs> Trump bot. Is that the killer? <laughs> He comments on Slayerfest Instagram and tell me to kill myself. Yeah, I get a couple DMs a day. <laughs> What's your favorite scary movie? Block. Um, I like your pictures. Is what I would get from Ghostface. Send nudes. Get a the ghost, only man. A ghost me. face dick pic. That's what I get. Ugh. Um. Clearly, you don't pay attention to men.com because they put out a few videos of that. Did they really? Yeah. <clears throat> yes. Men.com. Okay. Well, yeah, this whole other podcast. Not a big fan of men.com. I mean, it's fine. Um, anyway, but uh, <laughs> so then we get uh, Kirby, Jill, and I forget the other girl's name. They're at the police station Olivia. because they got a call. What is it? Olivia. Olivia. Yeah. Because they got a call from the killer, but they didn't realize it was the killer. I mean, Jill is the killer, but. They're being interviewed by Dewey and Sydney, and I think this is where, like, Kirby is even more dynamic. Like, yeah. Kirby's really good, and she's like, oh, my God, I didn't get a call. Does that mean I'm going to die next? Yeah. And Dewey's like, no, maybe. I don't know. And she's, like, freaking out, but still she's being, like, oh, like, oh, my gosh, did you guys hear that? I'm going to be the <laughs> Ghostface next victim. Should I leave down? <laughs> like, good. she's so good in that scene. Hayden Penetier, like, deserves to be in way more horror movies oh, yeah. or, like, stuff like Definitely. this. I bet she could, though. I wonder if it's it's a a decision within herself not to do that because I feel like she could get more work if she wanted it. Uh, the the one time I went to San Diego Comic-Con was when Heroes was like really big mm-hmm. and she did like a meet and greet and me and my friends wait and it was like for free. You, it was before they did those things where you always had to pay to meet them at Comic-Cons. Yeah. Um, she is so pretty in person that me and my straight friend who is a woman were both like so flustered by her. Um, but then my straight male best friend like charmed her and was flirting with her and i was like what's going on yeah. like i was like yeah your makeup's really good and he was like thank you sweetheart yeah and I was you, just like, you've seen her baby daddy right i don't think i have oh he's like massive he's like seven feet tall he's huge and she's Good a tiny she, and you've seen her so yeah. you know she's, she's tiny small. tiny yeah you see pictures of them together and she's like up to his kneecap it's <laughs> it's like really dramatic and they um hayden good for you girl i, I don't think i don't even think they're together anymore i think they've been apart for a while uh, mm-hmm. but they have a kid together so yeah kirby's she's really like good. your age right or is she older uh she might be older she might be my age i don't know she's really good and did you ever see her in that amanda knox movie on lifetime that was one of the better lifetime movies and she was re- it's because she was really good in it you ought to go I watch don't it. tend to watch lifetime movies you should watch that one it's a good one um 
And <laughs> okay, so we're coming back to Scream 4. Um, Sydney is staying with her cousin Jill, played by Emma Roberts here. And uh, I don't know. I, I, who was the president on Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> I, I kind of wish that they would have had a little bit more character stuff instead of throwing us into this into this mystery so suddenly. Um, or even we could have been thrown into the mystery, but like also with had more the, character stuff. Yes, I would. Beats, I would rather. Yeah. I'd rather that. I agree. Um, because we really like Sydney doesn't even get a breather when she arrives in Woodsboro. She doesn't have a dinner with anybody. We don't get any like. We get a little bit of family background and dialogue pieces, but like there's no bigger conversation or anything. I would. I would have enjoyed that, but I mean it's already an almost two hour movie, so I guess they didn't really have time for it, and it does doesn't feel like a two hour movie. It went by. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't... Yeah. Scream 2 had the most dragging, oh God, I think. it was awful, wouldn't it? But I think this, even though there are things I would have liked, I don't yeah. think it. there wasn't a dragging moment. Yeah, I think that's how I would put it. Is there's things I would have liked, but I... You know what? I'm not mad at with how they put it together. I liked yeah. it. Um, so she's staying with her cousin, Jill, and Olivia, their friend, lives next door. So Kirby and Jill are watching Shaun of the Dead, one of the best zombie movies ever. Uh, and they get a call from Ghostface while Olivia is going upstairs into her room, and we can see Olivia's window from Jill's window. Because Olivia doesn't want to go into the house because Sydney's there, and she yeah, says she's the, like, Because Sydney is the death. angel of death. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, they're watching Shaun of the Dead. They get a call from Ghostface, who says he's in the closet, and Kirby tests that theory, and she goes and opens the closet up. He said, I didn't say I was in your closet. He immediately jumps out and slaughters Olivia. Absolutely it is it is a her. brutal death scene, and it, it, it is, I don't know. It's, it's probably one of the most brutal death scenes. It is, it is, and the fact that they're watching her from across the window, like, it's crazy. Like, I almost wish, I, I mentioned this to Ian earlier, that I almost wish this would have been the opening. Like, maybe Sydney arrives in Woodsboro, because right, you, you see Sydney in the opening frames, you're going to think she's the victim. She's going to be the first to go. And maybe she arrives at Jill's house, um, like, unpacking her bags or something, and Olivia goes over, and like, we think that it's going to be Sydney, and then Ghostface is right next door, and like, murders Olivia. And that would have been like a pretty epic opening. Um, I, I, I do agree. Yeah. I do agree. Uh, I love that they're screaming. Sydney runs in, and Sydney does not miss a beat. Oh, she's she like, hesitate. gets right to that yep. fucking house. She goes there. The door's locked. She like kicks it open. Takes she a gets potted in there. plant and like throws it through the window. She's not caring about no insurance. She goes in and like we've earned this final girl version of Sydney. We yes. really have. I think. And it, and it's it's a very. Um, it's not one that's just come out of nowhere. We've seen her right. gradual pr- progression through the movies, so this makes sense. And it makes sense that she would, because she's really good at her kicks in this one. Um, and she's, she's, got, some great she's got some fighting style, so it would make sense that um, throughout all these years, she's gotten some training in combat yeah. and defense. And uh, she goes up to Olivia's room, and Olivia is dead. Uh, her guts are all over the place, and there's a lot of blood in this in this. The, like all the walls yeah. are covered in blood. It, it, it really, this is the murder that does set the stakes for the rest of the movie. Yeah. Um, Cause it's, it's intense. I mean, he even like throws her through a window and like dangles her body in front of her friends. It's And then crazy. her guts. Yeah. yeah. And I love that. So I think it's that Jill comes into the house too. And Sydney's like, don't go in, don't go in, don't yeah. go in. And while Sydney and Jill are talking, that's when Ghostface comes out, mm-hmm. and I think he, like, slashes Jill, right? Yeah, or, just like, like Jerry O'Connell, her. right across the arm, and she's like... 
and Sydney, the I love it. Sydney's first instinct is she pushes her cousin out of the way and yeah. just pushes Ghostface down the and steps. They, like she, she tumbles down with him, and you know she's getting all banged up. Not even in the movie for thirty minutes, and she's getting cuts and bruises all over. Her. Um, and she she holds off on him. I mean, she she holds him back pretty well. Obviously, he gets away. And cops finally fucking show up because we, everyone. <laughs> where are the, the fucking house? police yeah. in this? They're they're supposed to be mm. a cop car parked right outside the house. Uh, I and, think not yet. Right. Okay, well, you know, Sheriff Sydney basically shows up. She she <laughs> yeah. goes in and does the fucking men's work. <laughs> Classic. Ugh, we don't need no men in these horror movies. Oh, what do you think? Is Sydney the angel of death? So it goes back to what we talked about in the third one when that drama teacher is like, embrace your destiny. And it's like, mm. is her destiny fucking everyone dying? Like, Jesus Christ. Um, but, I mean, kind of, right? Yeah, I think, mm. <laughs> she, you know what? She, I love she's you, Sydney, but... as the angel of death. Whoever's writing these fucking movies, <laughs> Kevin Williamson, you have done this to her. <laughs> you owe Sydney Prescott a big, massive, like, buffet scene where she's just eating and getting dead. That's why I just, never want them to kill her. I will be furious if they kill her. I want her to be on a beach somewhere, is what I want. Yeah, um, maybe even, like, <laughs> if she's not in this movie, they're just, like, cut the scenes of her, like, drinking a margarita. Yeah, so... We get that murder, and then, like, everything is already in motion, but now it's even more in motion. And Gail is fucking on it. She teams up with the high school film students because Dewey's not going to, you know, give her any time or... or... Her scene with those kids is so good. It's good. Gail's energy does not... She she doesn't miss a beat. She just is like... When she talks to those kids, she's like, can you turn that off or off the record? And he's like, no. And it's like, this is a teenager child. She's talking to it. She's like, turn the fucking thing off. <laughs> this is, this is, I mean, she's local celebrity in this town. So, but I mean, like these people must, it's a small town. So these people must see her around and stuff. Right. Yeah. Um, but I, I love that bridging of a generation gap. Um, her teaming up with high school film students. It's perfect perfect way to do it i almost i wish we got more of it oh and we get like another scene of it but it's it's i agree we should we should have had a little bit more of this um so sydney's even because even she's like what would you say after the team up and the one is like i love you and she's like very good like she just smiles <laughs> and she's like mm-hmm, she's good I want she's, you got to get out of my hand. she's got her dogs she's got her dogs so sydney's at the hospital she's you know obviously gone through something pretty traumatic she's already and, but even on her face you know you just see it she's just over it she's just like which all happening again and her publicist is like i got you on the view uh, the Today Show, all of this. She's like, you know, they want to lock you into three more books. You you name your price, which is a fantastic. Somebody's if the, somebody came to you and said that, would you? <laughs> I was just about to say, I know she's like supposed to be insensitive, <laughs> but like I would have been like, wow, great, let's get the fuck out of this town. <laughs> Sydney, sign it with your tears, like <laughs> yeah, like oh, this sucks, in. but <laughs> but her publicist is like pretty shitty for you know not even taking a second to consider sydney's feeling she like immediately goes into it and immediately gets fired because sydney is not that type of person she's not gonna just sign away for millions of dollars i am i want (laughs) i want i want someone to come do that to me and me think that was insensitive but that's a lot of well ian this is this movie is a blueprint for how to be the final girl so if you take instructions from this movie 
then we will we will get you that book deal. Well, you're the teller, and I'm the <laughs> She she gets fired, uh, and she goes out to the parking garage. Immediately, a parking garage for me is insanely creepy. I used to uh, have the last apartment I lived. In, in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, while I was going to school there, had a parking garage, and it was always creepy walking through that thing. You lived somewhere with a parking garage? I did, I know, You had fancy. I know, I was a, I was a, a city gay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, parking garages are insanely creepy, and this is a really nice, this scene plays out really nicely, this sort of chase and, and But kill. you know she's going to die the moment it's we, like we're following her off yeah. screen, it's like, ooh, she's going to go die. Yeah, <laughs> or now we are in film class. With Gail, everybody's here. Gail, Sydney, um, Kirby's even in film class. Love that. Love seeing Trevor's her in there film too. Class. Yeah, Trevor. Why the fuck is Trevor here? Why are you here, Trevor? <laughs> well, so Trevor's the big red herring throughout he, the movie. They're trying. They're trying, and I, he doesn't even look like he would be. He's a little weird. A little they don't crazy, give him enough to do. But yeah, he's not. Uh, Macaulay Culkin's brother, Roar, I cannot say that name. R O R Y. Say Rory. Yes, Rory. I'm never going to be able to say that name. Oh, um, can your accent not do it? <laughs> Rory. <laughs> so Rory Culkin is, <laughs> is in, uh, is like, you know, the head of film class along with his uh, his buddy who I do not know his name. Cannot remember. I do not either. So we've got all the rules for a reboot, a remake given by these film students, these high school film students, which is a much better way to explain the rules of a movie if they if they need to do that than yeah. having Randy come back in a video he shot right before he died but wasn't released until like right. two, three years later. So this is, a, it's, a, it's a really great way to explain the rules here. And the rules are, you know, like everybody, everybody's fair game. I like everything about it. I like, I almost like that. And I guess it's because of what you said. Gail's like a local celebrity, so it's almost like they're like, yeah, 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 yeah. You're fine, but like we want to talk to Sydney. Sydney's the cool one. I know that. Even that's... though Gail is also a final girl in Gail all of is these cool movies, too. She's like, I, she should have said it again. She said, "I solved these fucking things." Right. <laughs> I feel like <laughs> she doesn't get her credit. Am I Gail and you're Sydney? <laughs> uh, are you solving these murders, Ian? I am solving these fucking murders. <laughs> yeah, go for it. And then we get uh, Stepathon. Stepathon's yes. right after that. And uh, I oh like wait, Stepathon. but but so they won't tell her where it is. They won't tell. So Gale, Gale where which it is. once again leads her to say "fuck you" to this classroom of children <laughs> and leave. Because <laughs> <laughs> she's, you know what? People are testing Gail in this movie, left, right, and center. They are pushing buttons, and she <laughs> is. You know, if she would have been the killer, I'd have been cool with it because she <laughs> people don't give her the credit she deserves or the kudos she deserves. Mm. But That's I just I don't know the I like I can remember watching that theater and like laughing so hard I covered my mouth. Just the idea of this like <laughs> adult woman being like "fuck you" to a classroom full of kids. <laughs> this is why she does not have the kids in the, right uh, in, in the movies. But I there. love it. <laughs> yeah. So Stabathon is basically in this town. Uh, similar to Texarkana, who every year has a screening of the town that dreaded sundown, uh, this town of Woodsboro embraces... I have no idea what you just said, Zachary. Really? Oh, have you ever seen the town that dreaded sundown? Nope. Heard of it? Nope. Okay. Long time ago in Texarkana, which is uh, a bordering town of Texas and, and uh, Arkansas, um, there were murders and then there was a movie made about those murders, which is 
and then now every year they play that movie in like drive-thrus and stuff like that. Hmm. And so basically that's what's going on here in Woodsboro. Wood, all the teens of Woodsboro have embraced their history and they watch all seven stab movies uh, every year in, you know, a stabathon. Right. And this year it is in a, a barn, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. It would have been a great location for a showdown, I thought. But we're only halfway th- through the movie. Right. Right. I think they wanted to do that to be like, oop, oop, but then like, yeah. you know. And nobody's going to tell Gail she can't go to Stabathon. She finds a way, and she ends up there with all her 20 cameras. And she <laughs> and she sets, she's, she comes she comes in, in in a ghost face mask and, you know, is bopping along, trying to Very in. hello, fellow teens. She, she <laughs> hello, fellow teens. Um, what is the, what's the 411? Um uh, and she, you know, she doesn't fit in. She takes her mask off and sets up her cameras and immediately has her run in with Ghostface, basically. Um, and Ghostface has his own cameras. Yes, that's... He's so also... she... The, the thing is, like, it's Ghostface is hiding her cameras. Yeah. And then she sees Ghostface, and then she goes, and then we, we see Ghostface before she does. I can remember watching this scene. I was going into this movie, seeing it in the theaters... I remember, I was living in New York. A bunch of us went to see it together. I can remember being like, no, 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 yeah. no, 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 no. Like, so worried they were going to kill Gail because, like, even rewatching it, it's only, like, the mid part of the movie. This is where they would kill her. Right. If and that, because the movies love to have a mid-movie big kill. Yeah. Like, Randy dies halfway through Scream 2. Um, so I really thought, like, fuck, this is the Rachel Gale. And then once she gets stabbed, I was like, no. Like, I was like, usually when you get stabbed once, you get stabbed ten more times in these movies, right? So, like... I don't know. It depends on where you get stabbed. That's the thing. That's she's got, she got stabbed in the shoulder. And so I knew she once she got stabbed in the shoulder, she was fine. But she did a very, very Gale thing. She kicks him off, and she throws herself off the, the little balcony. Smart. Yeah, she's, she says, I'd rather fall than get stabbed. And she does. And Killer gets away, but finally Dewey arrives <laughs> because she had to call him right before this and try to convince him right. to come to Stabathon. Hey, I, I got, I got some kids here. I got a ghost base here. Come on. And dude's like, Oh no, Gail. So, so the only bad part about this movie is that Gail basically exits the movie after this scene. She does. She's, she's out of it. Um, she's in the hospital for most of it, which <sighs> give her, I guess, let her rest. I don't know. She doesn't want to fucking rest. So we don't want to see her rest. <laughs> if she could be up, Kicking ass, she would be. But you know, she's got her notes app. You know, sitting up. Yeah. She's she's putting together this next book. She's like, Fucking got it now. <laughs> it's also weird that she just became an author instead of a journalist. Like she just churned out books instead of pursuing journalism any further. You know. Well, they do, don't they? Don't they make? Isn't there a joke about that in the movie that they like? Is there? I think they call her. Or maybe it was in the third movie. There's a point Something when about someone. J.K. Rowling. Yeah, I, I remember what you're talking about. So I feel like she's still, it's not like she's, I would assume she's like still maybe like guesting on shows like Entertainment Tonight or something like that back then. Right outside of Jill's house, the cops that were parked out there and were not around for Olivia's death, they now get, they get what's coming to them. Adam Brody and Anthony Adam Brody gets tapped in the back and immediately dies. (laughs) <laughs> the other cop gets stabbed in the forehead. Forehead, ugh. Covers it. He's got blood spewing everywhere, and it's a deep cut. It's all the way down to the handle of the knife. It and is. He gets up. He gets out of the car. He hobbles over a little bit, and then he's dead. So, 
I mean, like, <laughs> one, Adam Brody is a fucking babe. Two, it's just weird that, like, Adam Brody only gets stabbed in the back and dies, and yeah. Anthony Anderson gets stabbed in the... F- like, I think, aside from Olivia's death, that death, that's, like, one of the most brutal ones, because it's, like, yeah. you see it go into his head. And I guess the argument could be made that, like, you die from brain damage more... I guess. I don't know. So Sydney's aunt comes home with groceries and then Ghostface attacks both of them, kills uh, Jill's mom, uh, stabs her through a mailbox slot, was it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. something like that. I don't know. She, they both do a good job of like shutting the door yeah. um, because we see both killers in this, don't we? Because isn't it like we see in the backyard, but then also there's the killer in the front. You know, I didn't think about that. I thought it was the same person, but it would make sense that that would be two because maybe Jill's not even gone yet, you know? Yeah. Because we, you know, spoiler alert, it's, it's Jill and, and Wo- <laughs> Charlie. <laughs> it's Jill and Charlie. I was waiting for you to say that. <laughs> I'm not going to say it. It's Jill and Charlie. Um, that would make sense. I bet it's both of them. Um, because, like, they see, she. I think it's Sydney sees the reflection in the wind chimes. Doesn't Jill that, even say, I killed my own mother for this or something yeah. like that? Yeah, okay, yeah. so it's both of them. Yeah. Okay. Um, but so then they, Sydney's immediately, like, prop the door to her aunt. And when her aunt does, that's when she gets stabbed through the mail slot. Mm-hmm. Um, which is actually, like, I feel like we don't often, I mean, I guess we do, but not as much do we see, like, adult, like adults that, like, you sympathize with getting murdered. It's more like mm-hmm. younger teens being murdered. Like, yeah. she's, like, a mom figure, right? Like I didn't really sympathize with her all that much. I don't know. You know, like, feel bad. That's, like, her. <laughs> <laughs> They're all at Kirby's house. Jill, Kirby, Charlie, Charlie's friend. And Trevor. We don't know who invited Trevor. Somebody invited Trevor. Kirby's outfit is great mm-hmm. for this end. They really put some good jackets on uh, Hayden Penetieri. Uh So then Sydney, we, we cut to the house and we see like it's kind of a party. It's very weird. But yeah. so this is basically like these are all the people that are going to die for the rest of the movie. <laughs> Pretty much. It's not It's not so much a party. It's just like a, a hangout, hangout, I guess. Yeah. And it just, I don't know. It's like a weird, this, I, I do think everything at this house is kind of weirdly paced. Um, yeah. It's got I some great agree. moments, but I do think it's kind of weirdly paced. Like, we don't really get a spatial awareness of this house, whereas in the first Scream movie in the, at the farmhouse, I feel like I knew almost every inch of that property. You know, I knew that there was a a field out in the back and like, you know, they're running around it. And this one, we don't even see much around it. I think we saw a little bit of the front of the house, which kind of looked like a neighborhood residential home. But also it kind of seems like it would be, I don't know, out in the middle of nowhere. Everyone keeps kind of like just like floating in and out of scenes. Yeah. Which like also it's like, but we don't see where they're going. Everyone just like in that living room. And then, like, they come in, they come out, they come in, they yeah. come out, and Kirby's, like, stationary in that living room. And and, and nobody really hangs out with each other right yeah. now. Like, and her, the house doesn't seem that big just because we haven't seen much of it. We see, like, a few rooms of it, and it just seems like they should all be close enough to hear what's going on with each other. Um, yeah. But it's just, yeah, it, it's weirdly paced, but it, it is good nonetheless. Um, Sydney shows up uh, to save Jill and... I think by that point, Charlie's friend was. Yes. Let's okay. So let's back up kind of a little bit because I think this part is, is is relevant too. So Kirby and Charlie kind of like make out and they have a little thing going on, but but uh, Trevor interrupts before it gets. Yeah, and so Charlie's friend goes outside to let uh, Charlie get laid inside is what he says, but then he ends up getting slaughtered outside. And right before he gets slaughtered, he says, "Well, you, you can't do this. You have to follow the rules. I'm gay. If that 
helps. Um, so I don't know if he was actually because I, I, I people I were like, no, there's a gay character in Stranger. I'm yeah. like, that character wasn't gay. He was. I didn't. I didn't that. take it as gay because he, he says if that helps. I think if that line wasn't there, then maybe. But right. Um, I don't know. He dies. Not much of a loss there. Sydney arrives and they see that he's dead. And so they all run and scatter in the house. And Jill and Sydney go upstairs. And Sydney tells Jill to hide under the bed. And I really like this because I've always thought if I was in a horror movie, like, what would my little things be? And I've always said, well, maybe I'll hide in a cat. If I don't have time to run, maybe I'll hide in a cabinet and open a window. So it looks like I just got out the window or something. Um, so she puts Jill under the bed, and then she goes out on the roof, and as soon as Ghostface walks out there, she's saying, now run, Jill, run. Smart move. Sydney's so smart in these movies. I love her. At one point when we were watching it, you were like, I just really love Sydney. She's a good person. I love Sydney. <laughs> she's such a good person. She is. She's got a kind heart. She's got a gentle demeanor. <laughs> <laughs> really precious, Zach. <laughs> oh, I fucking love her. I just wanted to read me a story or something. <laughs> and she can kick ass. Her and Ghostface do go at it. On, on the roof, she falls off of a roof. Um, she goes back inside. And she's like, okay, well, Jill's upstairs under the bed. She's fine. She goes down in the basement with Kirby, and we get the game. What's your favorite scary movie game? Such a good scene. I yeah. think this scene is so, because I love that it's like Kirby, you know, says to Sydney, it's the killer, and Sydney's like, keep him on the phone. I'm going to find Jill because she wants to make sure both girls are safe, right? Mm -hmm. And she's like the adult. And we see Sydney going through the house looking for a knife while the voiceover is Hayden talking to the killer. And yeah. I just, ugh, so good. It so is, good. it is. And so the killer ghost face has Charlie tied up outside because Kirby didn't let Charlie in. Charlie was asking to come in and right. Kirby wouldn't let him in because she can't trust him. Um, and she was right. And she she was right because he's tied up outside and Ghostface is, is calling her and asking her a bunch of questions. You know, what movie did this? What movie started the slasher craze? All of this stuff. She's her her delivering all of these movies back to back to back to back like Ugh. I loved it loved that and I I wonder I how many that takes being she trailer. did that in. yeah yeah I wonder how many takes she did that um, because it's so it's like I forget I don't even remember the lead up it's like what's the remake and she just lists every remake she's, she's <laughs> she covers all her bases yeah and I just I think that is like the moment from this uh, movie and it's so tragic too because she thinks she won so she unlocks the door goes out to help Charlie and untie but he's not even tied up. He stabs her right in the stomach like twice because uh, he has a big hang-up that she never went out with him before. Of course, right? Uh, little dick syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> I get so bad because, like, Kirby was a cool friend, Jill. At least, like, be like, oh, well, let me exactly. not kill my Exactly. Kirby, Kirby's not a mean girl. She's Ugh. cool. She's cool. She's the cool girl she's I would have, like, wanted to be friends with in high school. Her very last... The very last shot of Kirby. She is moving. So, Kirby is alive, everybody. Nobody's going to debate this with us. Ian, is Kirby alive? Mm-hmm. Yes. Everybody out there, leave in the comments, is Kirby alive? Is Kirby alive? <laughs> is Kirby alive? Yes, Kirby is alive. And then we get the big reveal. You know, we're back in the living room, and the big reveal is it's Jill and Charlie. So Jill just wants fame. She wants to be the final girl. She wants to be the new girl in the reboot. And she wants all the fame that Sydney got. All of my notes from here on yeah. to towards the end are in all caps. Like, I hate Jill. Jill, you're a sack of shit. Fuck you, Jill. <laughs> and also that Jill is everyday person on every gay man on Twitter. <laughs> she, Jill, you know what? Jill Roberts is every gay man on Twitter. Put that on the I don't need poster. friends. I need fans. <laughs> 
She, I, I see it. I see the correlation here. Uh, maybe the next movie is just a bunch of gays trying to kill Sydney. <laughs> for, for, they have to be gay Twitters, though. Uh, Twitter, white Twitter gays. Um, and so... Uh, we stand you, Sydney, but we also stab you. <laughs> so Jill doesn't need Charlie to be famous, so she stabs him in the heart, basically kills him. She shoots Trevor in the, in the, dick. the dick. Never do that to a guy. Don't do that. Just shoot him in the head. Because then she shoots him in the head. And then she does it. But, you know, he got shot in the dick first. That's, that's mean. <laughs> that's just mean um, So, Zachary, I'm going to quote you. Okay. So you say, I love seeing her lose her marbles just all over the ground. <laughs> yeah, it's not it's not a little, you know, slow spill. It's Because I will <laughs> say, Emma Roberts, I mean, granted, I do think her shtick got old with American Horror Story. But she hadn't done it yet. She wasn't that famous yet. She's really good in this, like, this end, she, like, I it's a good performance. I like the used, bananas, bananas, B-A-N-A-N-A, <laughs> yes, yes, perfect word for this scene, because it is, like, fucking crazy. Jill is stabbing people left, right, and center, stabs Sydney in the stomach, Sydney falls down. Herself. I'm really glad that Sydney didn't die here, because it's it wasn't the way to go out. Um, I don't know, did you, do you remember thinking in the theater that I she I was did? worried. When, when she first stabbed her, I was worried... Because we knew, in my I rem I like I very vividly remember watching this in the theater because I mean it wasn't that long ago, yeah. but I remember being very worried that this was the end because Gail had already exited the movie and we knew she had right we yeah. knew she was in the hospital, and because we hadn't seen her yet, I was like oh shit is this how it's gonna end like she murders but once she only stabbed her once and then didn't go back to her yeah I was like okay I don't think Sydney's dead like. Yeah. I thought it was. I, I didn't think it here, but I thought it was questionable whenever she's getting wheeled into the hospital and there's all these flashing lights, because then yes, I, thought I thought maybe like this is where there. they could end it, um, which yeah. would have actually been pretty. pretty no, I would have hated that. It, it, I, I can't say I would have hated it, but she's not dead. So Jill stabs everybody. Everybody's down for the count, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> Jill just. <laughs> She just mangles herself. She she stabs herself in the shoulder against the wall. She throws herself into the picture. I remember watching this with a group of my buddies. And one of them, um, it's not even when she stabbed herself, which is pretty like, ew, you know? It's when she throws herself into a picture. <laughs> I remember. He just let out this scream. Everybody was quiet. And he, just from you know the corner of the room, he goes, ah! <laughs> like we cracked the fuck up. It was so funny. And then that's not even enough. She's already cut up. Bloody Dale. She's She's got enough She's like, cuts. not good enough. <laughs> not good enough. She throws herself into a glass coffee table. Fucking table. <sighs> and then she gets her ass up and goes lays next to Sydney. Because, you know, poetry. But. And I, I like that it's, the end is almost an epilogue, right? Because you are right. The movie could have ended with all yeah. the like lights flashing on her. And it does feel like an ending. Yeah. And I can remember thinking, is the movie going to end here? Um, when I saw it. Mm -hmm. And while I would have hated that, I would have, it would have fit. It wouldn't have been awkward. It would have it been like it, it would have been earned, I think. Um, yeah. Even if people didn't like it, it would have been earned. And Especially what I do, after this that is, scene. And this is the reason I 
thought <laughs> that scene that scene earned her at least another movie i think <laughs> <laughs> even if she died at the beginning uh, <laughs> but i i remember thinking that it was going to end there because i'd read them talking about like interviews about this movie before it came out and they were like this is the beginning of a new trilogy and so it made perfect yeah, yeah. sense that that was going to kick off the new trilogy and you know what it would have been a whole different direction um oh. So, but yeah, we get this epilogue scene. I wonder if the epilogue scene was original to the script or yeah. if that's, I don't know, studio interference. I like it. I do like it. I don't, it I just mean, feels like an epilogue. If you, if you keep the characters alive and fun, um, yeah. it just, it does feel like a, an epilogue. So Jill's in the hospital. She thinks she's the final girl and she learns that, does she know that Gail is alive here? She, because she says she hopes okay. they can, they have the same stab wound. They can okay. Write a book yeah. Together. She, she doesn't, she doesn't, Jill also does not miss a beat because she's like, mm, we're going to be famous and we're going to write a book together. Yeah, she's already got it planned out because she's been planning this since she was, you know, seven years old. She <laughs> yes. um, And she finds out Sydney's alive and she's like, you can see it on her face when they say, Sid, yeah. Dewey's like, Sydney made it. And she's like, oh, oh, I, like, fuck. So Trevor <laughs> But, like, she, she wants to roll her eyes for a hot minute. Like, <laughs> uh, and not even not even a moment after Dewey leaves the room, she gets her ass out of that fucking hospital bed. Goes she's, straight she's to back Sydney's to work. This is, to this work. is how you know her marvels are just gone, because she's not even thinking. There's no plan here. If she kills Sydney in there, the, the right. way that the battle plays out in that hospital room, like, there's no explaining that, even if Jill would have come out on top. There's no you way know? for her to get away with it at that no, point. No, there's, there's no way. But, um... Yeah, she tries to attack Sydney. We get we get all of our players back here. Gail shows up, and you know they're all fighting off Jill. I don't know how Jill literally fights everybody and survives. Right, because Emma Roberts is tiny. She's a little. She's little. So. She's a little. So I like that. We even come back to Judy. Mm-hmm. I so I like that because oftentimes in these movies, everyone just dies. Like yeah. all the new characters are just dead. I like. I appreciate that Judy gets shot and still doesn't die because I really. I remember seeing this, and it's not like, you know, I love Judy so much, but it's yeah. like, ah, we waited until the very last minute to kill her. Like, come on, let her yeah. survive. And give her, like, I don't know, I feel like she earns a little place here at the end. Because here's Especially the thing. Because... Fucking Dewey. I, I love Dewey in the first one, and I don't even mind him in the second one. But you know what? He's got this, yes, something that he cannot handle for some reason, Gale being... Gail Weathers. He wants her Gail Gail Dewey. <laughs> See, I almost read him as like the mom that's like, no, don't make a commotion over it's like everything. Yeah, it's it's something that he's he's got some issues here. But um so whenever he lets her down, I noticed that a woman always shows up that Gail will find camaraderie with. So it was Jennifer in Scream Three. Here it's Judy, even just for a moment, you know? Right. They're behind the bed saves, together. Judy saves her. Judy saves Gail, and for the whole movie, it's Judy versus Gail. Versus Gail Lemon can't Squares. fucking stand her. <laughs> yes, so it's, uh, I don't know, it's really nice to see Gail bonding with other women. I liked the idea of, the movies do a really good, I mean, we've watched all of them this week. Like you said, they always, it's like these women coming together to defeat the killer, and that's yeah. kind of always what it is, and I really liked that. Yeah, and so we we end though. I mean, <laughs> Dewey was in the scene. He got he got knocked out with a bedpan, cause a bedpan. <laughs> fucking Dewey, it's always something, right? But the way fucking the way Sydney gets uh, Jill yeah. is really good. Like when when Gail's like, 
I just have one word. Clear. I wish Gail was, had like a cooler yeah, line. Yeah, I don't know. She's like, can I have one final word? Because I feel like Gail would. What, bitch? <laughs> like, Jill Roberts is, she's fucking over all of this. And I, I love it. I feel like Gail would have yeah. been like, I have one line and it's, fuck you. And then Sydney yeah. gets her. That would have been But she good. says, it but makes so sense. It's, it's a little cheesy, and... you know, sort of. Uh, it's like it's like at the end sure. of horror, every horror movie when they say something motherfucker. Like, take this motherfucker, choke on this motherfucker or something. I'm I'm thinking of The Ring 2 when she's like, something, I'm not your, I'm not your mother, fucking mom. She pushes Samara back in yeah, the well. exactly. So <laughs> it's, that's this part right here in Sydney. Uh, what are those things even called? I don't know. Electrical chargers. Yeah. They're like paddles. Um, they're the paddles. Resuscitators. They're <laughs> that's not where you put belong, them in. But... You put them on the chest. Listen, uh, I've had a couple yeah, of vodkas. So <laughs> those electrical things that resuscitate people. Um, she does that to her head, but she survives it. Jill survives it and gets up and tries to stab them again, and they shoot her because it's only you can only shoot the the final, the the killer. I mean, to be fair, they that's been consistent through every movie. One. They should now mention that, I've watched that them. in the next one. That's one of the rules. That rule is now broken. You can kill the killer some other way now. We've we've got to <laughs> let's do something different. And I like that Gail is like, "You're alive." When Judy stands up with her bulletproof vest, like Jill's yeah. like Jill's Gail. Gail <laughs> is like annoyed. <laughs> she is a little bit annoyed. Uh, um. Yeah, and then the movie ends, and yeah. I don't know. It's a I, weird I epilogue, but I you like know what? I enjoy the movie. I'm okay with it. I am okay with it. I do want to do some research on like that script though, and see if because I re- do remember reading a yeah. lot about this being like. Rewritten and reshot I, 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 a lot. I think I remember that too. I remember them doing a whole Entertainment Weekly Just, spread. Remember when they would do like uh, anniversary issues? I think I remember them doing that. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm, I'm very curious to see how that turned out. I remember the Entertainment oh, Weekly cover yeah. for this movie. It was a three. Those are three of them. I can't remember if they're holding a knife or holding the ghost face mask. But I don't know. What did you, so we've come to the end of Scream one through four. What are y'all in the comments? Which one's y'all's favorite Scream movie and why? Uh, you know, <laughs> no, there's yes, not. There no, I was about to answers. say that. You, there are no incorrect answers. Nobody will judge you. I will block <laughs> Ian Carlos Crawford <laughs> so he cannot berate you. Uh. <laughs> you got to block two accounts. I have a pod- well, account for, for my podcast too. Block both of Ian Carlos Crawford's accounts. <laughs> uh, yeah, leave that down in the comments. Which is your favorite and why? And make sure to go vote November 3rd. Yes. <laughs> Bye, guys. <laughs>